Shalom, shalom, and welcome. It's Kenny Russell, Builders of Faith, Living Life in the Spirit. Thanks for joining with me as we press into the Word and have a time of encouragement together. Hallelujah. What a blessing it is to come to you tonight. Uh, it's just after midnight here in the land of Israel. I love to get together in the Word in a place of prayer in the late night hours. Hallelujah. If you're just tuning in, just give us a shout out on the comment section so we can see that you are joining with us. And uh, Tonight we're going to be talking about exchange rate. <laughs> you know, what is the exchange rate? You know, is it worth uh, exchanging immortal God for mortal man? We're going to look at that in uh, Romans chapter 1. And our focus and our passion is that we are pressing in for the gospel of the kingdom, that we can minister the love of Yeshua to this generation. So I hope you've been encouraged with the other words that we have shared through this week. And as you know, this is Mission Week. And what a blessing it is just to come together for the body of Messiah to pray over the ministry, over the work that we do. We pray for uh, supernatural increase, for the favor of Yehovah, for all open doors to minister the gospel, but also to build a platform that will train, equip, and release people. Our desire is to be a sending uh, facility uh, where, you know, we're a mission agency. We're sending people for the purpose of the gospel and also supporting those who are called to go to the nations so that we can be an encouragement to those who connect with the ministry. You know, we are called to walk together. We're not called to walk alone. We're called to walk with each other. So that's our goal, that we can be mishpaha, we can be family in the presence of Yehovah, that we can uh, be co-laborers for the gospel of the kingdom. Hallelujah. So thanks for joining. We've got another saint joining with us. We've got Lola, good to see you. We've got Esther joining with us. We've got Melinda as well. Thank you for joining with us. And uh, we appreciate all those who share. If you're watching on YouTube, I encourage you to hit the thumbs up and uh, hit the bell or whatever it is that uh, gives you the updates and alerts when we go live. Um, so you know because, you know, look, we've always ran this system. We don't go live at a certain time, you know, apart from our Zoom call on a Sunday night. We try and do that at the same time. And the reason for that is we want to be a ministry that's centered around prayer. We want to seek first the kingdom of Yehovah and his righteousness. And we want to walk in accordance with what the Spirit is saying at the time we really feel that we are meant to be uh, recording or sharing uh, a word. Um, appreciate all those who are praying for our family right now. You know, uh, Hannah is still in recovery from COVID. Haley, Haley tested positive on Sunday for COVID, and she's coming through it. Uh, great to see her up and about today. You know, you know something's going good when she starts washing all the windows because she likes to see out through nice clean glass. Hallelujah. So anyway, we're pressing in. I've got some weird symptoms happening, but we just come against them in Yeshua's name. And we stand upon the promises of Yehovah that there is healing in the name of Yeshua. Hallelujah. So Father, I want to thank you for this time. I thank you that we can spend time in your word. And I pray, Father, that you align us by your spirit for the purpose of your kingdom. We break the assignments of the enemy. I thank you for the authority that you have given us uh, to overcome against the assignments of evil, that you have called us with authority to speak forth your word, to proclaim your promises to this generation. So, Father, may you equip us and enable us to be effective for the gospel of the kingdom. And I know, Father, that it comes from a place of our weakness and the very place where you think is your greatest weakness can become our greatest strengths. So, Father, we come to be strengthened by you in your presence. And we ask, Father, that your word will strengthen us today because there's no better place than we can be found than in your presence speaking forth your word. So we thank you for your word today, your scriptures that are life to us. And we pray, Father, as we read the word that you will... Um, rev up our destiny, speed up our destiny, our effectiveness for the kingdom, that you will give us revelation, you'll give us holy assignments, that we will hear 
uh, heaven speak. We, we give you permission, Ruach HaKodesh, to speak directly into our lives, that we will be passionate for the purpose of the gospel in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. What a blessing it is to uh, share the word. And I'm going to read from Romans chapter 1. We shared uh, a part of Romans chapter 1 the other day. Uh, but, you know, I want to get on to uh, the second part of the chapter. But I just want us to read through this chapter and just enjoy this portion of Scripture tonight. Because, you know, look, what we need... <laughs> And what I love about Paul, I love his uh, enthusiasm, his desire. You've got to realize where he has come from. You know, he came from a being a Pharisee of Pharisees to being uh, knocked to the ground and experiencing uh, a personal encounter of the living Savior of Yeshua. And, you know, that, is that your experience? Have you experienced, uh, encountered Yeshua in such a powerful way? Have we recognized where we have come from? Have we recognized that we don't deserve salvation? It is a gift from Elohim. Hallelujah. So anyway, as we read in Romans chapter 1, it's the opening to the whole book, but there's some very powerful things we see in this book uh, or in this chapter. And, you know, some of the key things I want us to get hold of is just the passion of the importance of being effective for the gospel of the kingdom. I don't want us to lose uh, that fire that we will be empowered to press in for the gospel of the kingdom. So verse 1, Paul, a servant of Yeshua the Messiah, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of Elohim. And what's important about this? Paul is a servant. He's basically saying, I'm not coming here with my opinion or with my viewpoint. You know, he's not coming to say, you know, this is Paul and this is my truth. You can have your truth. I'll have my truth. And, you know, we'll just get on from there. No, we have to get to the place where we understand that, you know, the scripture is truth and the scripture has meaning. And we need to understand what the meaning of the scripture is. And it's not just how we see it. We don't want to take our ideas to the scripture and make the scripture form and shape and be shaped into what we want it to portray. And, you know, this is one of the reasons why we have so many denominations. And we've got to be so careful as we are walking in the spirit, you know, because there is uh, some flaky people out there uh, and, and denominations and groups out there that are just totally, there's no other word to describe it than totally off their face with craziness um, on how they see, uh, the, you know, the mystic elements of walking in the spirit you know the authority is the word of Yahovah if you hear a word from Elohim or you believe the Holy Spirit the Ruach HaKodesh is speaking to you and it doesn't line up with the scripture then you have to reject the voice you heard and you have to follow what the word says you know the word is not confused you know we see that in Deuteronomy chapter 30 you know let's just turn there for a second oh I love it when we can just bounce around as the spirit leads you know in Deuteronomy chapter 13 it's a, a chapter that I love. It says in verse 11, Now what I am commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. It's not up in heaven so that you have to ask who will ascend into heaven to get it and proclaim it to us that we may obey it. Nor is it beyond the sea so that you have to ask who will cross the sea to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it. No, the word is very near you. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart so that you may obey it. The word that has been commanded in Deuteronomy according to Moses, he says this word is here so that you can understand it, so that you can proclaim it, so that you can obey it. This is not too difficult. Oh, brother, you know, um, following the Torah, that's just too difficult. You can't do that. You just have to have grace in Yeshua. 
Well, you know, Yeshua followed the Torah perfectly, and if he didn't, he would not be the Lamb of Elohim who takes away the sins of the world. He has to fulfill the Word. So he will give us strength by the Spirit to be able to walk out this Word. So we want to be servants of Yehovah, and we have to be careful over the times of uh, what we deliver, that we're delivering words that is keeping things within scriptural context um, and that we can, you know, spend our time laboring on that end, hallelujah, so that we are walking in accordance with the Spirit. So Paul is a servant, and Father, that's our desire, that we want to be servants of Yeshua the Messiah, hallelujah. Set apart for what? The gospel of Elohim, the good news. Listen, there is good news. We have so many people, they invest all of their time in trying to be the better me. <laughs> self-improvement. Oh, look at the scriptures. Isn't it awesome? The scriptures is all about self-improvement. Listen, if you are following the scripture, you are, you know, the glory of Yehovah is going to shine on you and you're going to get better. But if you go to the Word and the only reason you're coming to the Word is, okay, Father, what's in it for me? And how do we determine if we are someone that goes to the scripture for the what's in it for me? Well, you know, one way you can understand it is where a lot of believers are taught, you know, make sure you have your five minute devotion before you go to work. And, you know, your little devotional booklet is just all about the good things. And here's a nice little good word for you for the day to hopefully make you feel good. And, oh, hallelujah, you, you can listen to that, that uh, inspiring devotional five-minute message on your podcast. And you feel so much better. And that's excellent. Listen, you know, many people came from following the stars in their newspaper or on their app. Uh, to determine the, the fortune of their life. And then they find the creator of the universe, Yehovah, through Yeshua. But let's not fall into this system. I'm only saved, Yeshua, because of what you can give me. You know, you set up a meeting and it's all about blessing, come and receive, come and get. Let me tell you something. Everyone's going to flock to it. But if it's a meeting about Prayer, laying your life down, you know, uh, presenting your body as a living sacrifice. Well, you know, maybe I won't go to that meeting, you know, because I'm just too busy building my own kingdom. But what's the Father looking for? He's looking for those who will lay their lives down before Him, that we will see this gospel of Elohim. And what is this gospel? Verse 2, the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scripture regarding his son, who as to his human nature was a descendant of David and who through the spirit of holiness was declared with power to be the son of Elohim by his resurrection from the dead. Yeshua the Messiah, our Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Let's look at that portion of scripture. What are we seeing there? It's basically saying that this gospel, it was promised beforehand. And what was who was it promised to? It was promised to the world through the prophets, um, and through the Holy Scriptures. So, you know, w when we look at the Mercianic writing, some people call it the New Testament, I call it the Mercianic writing, the Old Testament, the Tanakh, you know, they think, well, the New Testament is just explaining the Old. But as we look at that concept, and yes, there's so much we see in the Mercianic writings, which is explaining the Tanakh. But if you're understanding from the Mercianic writings changes the context of the Tanakh, you've missed it. Yes, there is hidden nuggets that we have within the Scripture. There is things that have not been revealed. Look at Daniel as he is busting his guts trying to find the meaning and the understanding. The angel comes to him and said, listen, you're not going to get this. This is not for you. This is not for your time. You're not going to receive this understanding. This understanding is not for now. 
So there's things that we can understand. And, you know, I believe the, the doors or the, the veil of revelation is lifting. Hallelujah. The blindness is coming off our eyes. The more we are on this prophetic journey from the Garden of Eden all the way to the Garden at the end of Revelation, the restoration of all things. You know, the more we're on this journey, the faster things are going. The, the spiritual accuracy needs to be increased, just like if you're driving a car at high speed, your accuracy needs to be perfect on those corners. You know, you can't just take your time at turning left on a bend when you're doing 120 miles an hour. You've got to make sure you're getting into that corner quickly. And that's the same in the spirit. We've got to be aligned in the spirit to be able to receive. But, you know, this gospel was promised beforehand. So it's nothing new. We can go back to the prophets. We can go back to the Torah and we can identify who Yeshua is. And, you know, this is what we saw in the book of Luke on the road to Emmaus when the disciples, uh, after the, the resurrection of Yeshua, uh, you know, the disciples are like, they're walking away. They're, they're like, what is going on? And, you know, we see in Luke chapter 24, what does Yeshua do? He opens their eyes. He says in uh, Luke chapter 24, verse 27, and he began, well, let me read from verse 25. He said to them, how foolish you are. Why? They're walking away. You know, we thought that Yeshua of Nazareth, that he was the Messiah. We thought he was a prophet, and now they're in doubt, and now they're in unbelief, and, you know, it gets all the way down to 25. He says, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. And what I love about being a student of the Word, we're not just the, the student of the New Testament or the Mercianic writings or the understanding from the Mercianic writings, but we're students of the whole Scripture. Hallelujah. So, you know, how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. So to come to the place where they are at, we thought he was a prophet. We thought that Yeshua was the Messiah, Oh, you know, they've crucified them, they're burying them, we're walking, we're out here. Oh, we're so disappointed. We can't believe we've given our life to this. And he says, you are slow of heart. You know, you were quick to get the message when Yeshua was before you, but now you're slow of heart. Now you're forgetting what those scriptures mean. This is why it's important that we must be in the scripture. But all the prophets, they've, they've spoken this before. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? Did not. You know, Isaiah 53, he's expecting them to know this because he has been teaching this word. In verse 27, And beginning with Moses, with Moshe, and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. Wow! Hallelujah! So, you know, we go back to Romans chapter uh, 1, and what are we seeing? This is the gospel that was promised beforehand through the prophets in the Holy Scriptures. And Yeshua says, I'm going to show you me through the Torah, through the prophets, through the Psalms. I'm going to show you what, how it is talking about me. But we've got to understand this concept as we look at the clarity of the Scripture. We've got to see things through the right eyes. You know, the prophets were not deceived. Their interpretation of the Word was not wrong. It was right. You know, the gospel was preached to Abraham. And we read that in the book of Hebrews. You know, he looked forward. He saw the day of Yeshua the Messiah and what he was going to do. Hallelujah. So this, this good news, the good news of the gospel of the kingdom has been preached all the way from the beginning of the book, all the way through. Yeshua the Messiah is, is, is there, but, you know, he's not in every portion, every part, every area, because that would just be getting crazy. You'd have to take out of context the very meaning of what those scriptures are all about. So when I say that the scriptures speak of him and we study the Torah, 
to identify Yeshua, what we're not doing is we're not replacing meaning of what the scripture is saying, where we are identifying where Yeshua is within its context. Hallelujah. That's why you cannot deny that the, the scriptures are teaching that there will be a physical land, that this land that I'm living in right now, the land of Israel, that this is the physical land where Yeshua is returning. He is coming back to the Mount of Olives. Hallelujah. You know, you know, his people will be called back that we see in Deuteronomy chapter 30, uh, you know, the first 10 verses of that chapter. He will bring his people back to Torah in the nations. He will circumcise their heart. He will bring us all back into the land. You know, this is not spiritual Israel. You want to check prophecy. If, if, if someone has a prophetic word and they are taking prophecy concerning the kingdom and just spiritualizing it, we've got to be careful that it's not replacement theology. And, you know, I'm talking about, you know, the Christian viewpoint of the church replaces Israel. Well, our understanding or most people who are listening to the broadcast, we understand that our identity is as Israel. You cannot be in covenant with Yehovah and not be grafted in to the commonwealth of Israel. We are adopted, you know, we are, um, um, we're grafted in, you know, we are part of the promises from Genesis to Revelation. You know, you're not just part of the Gentiles to come alongside the Jew just to agree with them. No, you're grafted in. The very rules and, and, and the, the way that they are called to live, the covenants that they are called to live by, every single one of us in Messiah are called to live by those covenants and those promises. So, you know, when we see in the book of Acts where it says, what do we do about all these of the nations who are coming to faith? And, you know, there's some key things that they're saying, you know, look, you, we don't want to burden them because you had those circumcision groups saying, if they're not circumcised, they're not saved. And they're like, wait a second, this is not what it's all about. But, you know, we've got to deal with sexual immorality, uh, the, the the drinking of blood, um, eating of strangled animals, and all these different things were put in place. For what purpose? So that Moses would be preached on the Sabbath. What do we have to do for those of the nations to be able to enter in and hear the scriptures? Because back in the, in, in the time of the apostles, People didn't have the word like you have. You know, I've got the scriptures in front of me. I've got a few Bibles behind me. I've also got access to any scripture. Um, uh, um, <laughs> what's the word? Uh, you know, any scripture version I want. I can go back to the original uh, Hebrew. I can be looking at the Greek. I can be looking things up. You know, we have the power of the internet at our hands to determine the, the scriptures. What a blessing. But they didn't have that in their day. So how did they get to that place where they could hear the scriptures being preached? And, you know, and, you know, we are not called to be in Judaism. And, and you know, I've got to make that clear. And this is why I don't do Torah portions, because we're not called to identify with Judaism any more than I don't do the, the Catholic readings or the Anglican Church read, readings. Because if you take the principle for one, why don't you do their readings for their sermons so you can identify with the Anglicans or you can identify with the Methodists or the Presbyterians or whatever. When they get sent out all their notes, you know, this is what you're preaching on. Uh, this week, here's your notes, and you know, you can all go through it, and here's some of the commentaries, and you know, we want to walk by the Spirit and follow the Word. What did we see through Yeshua? We saw him rising early, getting in the presence of Yehovah, and what did he say? He said, I only do what I see the Father do, and he wants you and I to get to that place that we are those that seek in his presence, and you know, that's why I don't set a time for uh, for going live, because I'm seeking. I'm saying, Father, what do you want to say? I might have a whole plan of what I feel 
I want to talk about it and I feel that, you know, the Father's revealing to me. And then, you know, I get to that place of prayer and the Father says, no, this is the direction I want to go in. Okay, hallelujah, let's go in that direction and let's see where it is leading. So, you know, it's so powerful. This is the gospel that he promised beforehand uh, through his prophets in the Holy Scripture regarding his son. You know, so anyway, that he's the descendant of David, verse 4. And who through the spirit of holiness was declared with power to be the son of Elohim by his resurrection from the dead. Yeshua, the Messiah, our Lord. Hallelujah. Through him and for his namesake, we received grace. Hallelujah. And apostleship, a calling uh, to call people from among the nations to the obedience that comes from faith. Hallelujah. We are called to call a people. We're calling them out. Verse 6. And you also are among those who are called to belong to Yeshua the Messiah. You know, do we have a passion to call on the name of Yehovah for the lost, for the brokenhearted. Father, may we have a heart, and this is our desire at Bulldozer Faith, that we will uh, fan into flame the gifts that he has given us and also encourage others to be a, a witness, to be a testimony for the gospel of the kingdom. To all who are in Rome, verse 7, by Elohim and called to be saints, grace and peace to you from Elohim our Father and from the Lord Yeshua the Messiah. Hallelujah. So, and then he, you know, look, how, um, what, how long have we been ministering for? I don't know. I've not been keeping a, an eye on the time. Um, but I do want to get on to, I, I'm just going to skip this section because from verse 8 through to uh, verse 14, I shared that uh, a few days ago. I want us to jump to 16. I just wanted you to get that passion from the beginning of this book because every time we start reading through the Marcionic writings, Matthew to Revelation, I want you to see how Yeshua brings the order of what, uh, you know, the, the Tanakh is talking about. You know, Moses says, there's one coming like me. You must listen to him. And, you know, in Deuteronomy chapter 18, and what's he speaking about? And, and what were they expecting? What are the Jewish people or the, the Israelites, what were they expecting? They're expecting one to come who will explain and open up the true understanding of what things mean so that it brings a light onto the scriptures. And, you know, that's what David said. He talked about that the word is a, a lamp unto my feet. You know, David was not confused. He wasn't uh, out there thinking, uh, you know, I don't, you know, well, you know, I just I'll just have to wait till New Testament times to understand these words I'm receiving. No, he was receiving the word and receiving the revelation and living in the fullness uh, of the Father at that time. Hallelujah. So verse 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of Elohim for the salvation of everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the nations, the Goyim. For in the gospel, a righteousness from Elohim is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. And what do we love about this righteousness we receive from Yeshua? You know, it comes by faith. And, you know, before... Moses gave the Torah, Abraham, he received uh, salvation. You know, he received uh, righteousness. It was awarded to him because of his belief. And, you know, we are called to be those who believe. And this is our encouragement in sharing the faith. We are not ashamed of the gospel. Why? Because it's a living reality within our lives. We have been supernaturally transformed because of the work of the gospel within our lives. Hallelujah. Don't lose connection with how you came to faith in Messiah. It never needs to get old as you share your testimony. Share your testimony. 
Uh, maybe you haven't spoken your testimony out for a while. You need to take time. Maybe sit with your camera and record your testimony and, and send it to people. This, this is what Yeshua means to me. This is the impact of Yeshua in my life. Let's be those uh, who are uh, refreshed or, or refreshing the testimony. We're not just talking about what happened the day we got saved, but we're talking about, you know, the testimony of walking this life. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So we've got to be people who are going if we're going to witness the overcoming. And that's why in Mission Week, our heart is call the body of Messiah together to pray that the finances will be available, but not just the finances, that the Father will send the people for the harvest is ripe, but the workers are few. Pray for the Lord of the harvest to send forth the workers into the harvest field. This is a ripe time for the gospel of the kingdom. And we need to be those who are not ashamed of the gospel. But we understand it's not just about giving logic and reason. You know, okay, let me just explain to you the reason I love the Bible and I believe Yeshua is because I can prove to you, uh, you know, from the book of Genesis that God is the creator. You know, listen, you know, you can't prove the scripture through science because what we see in the beginning doesn't come from science. It comes from the miraculous. So we see here as well, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Why? The good news of the gospel of the kingdom. Why? It's the power of Elohim for salvation. Are you ready for supernatural miracles? Are you ready to see people born again of the Spirit, transformed by the Ruach HaKodesh? This is the hour for us to be empowered with His gospel. Hallelujah. And it's salvation for those who believe. If we will speak forth His word, People can receive the words of Yehovah. We need to deliver this message to the Jewish people in the land of Israel and the nations and also to those of the nations. Hallelujah. It's a gospel of righteousness. Oh, he is a righteous God. He has given us the free gift of salvation. What an awesome Elohim that we have. Uh, for in the gospel of righteousness from Elohim is revealed a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. And, you know, our challenge today is, is you know, we talk about the exchange rate, immortality, or, or uh, um, uh, you know, or are we going to choose that which is supernatural to walk with God? Or are we going to give up our position in the spirit to try and explain the gospel from a human perspective and include a whole bunch of uh, other gods, pagan practices and uh, worship of, of other systems that are not found within Scripture. This is why you can't find Eastern Christmas within the Scripture from uh, from a point of celebrating Yeshua or for worshiping the, the, the God of um, creation, Yehovah. No, it's not there. So we've got to understand. So we get to this place where we understand that we are not ashamed. And I want to encourage you, don't lose connection with the gospel of the kingdom. <clears throat> Be careful at what we listen to and, and, you know, do our best to make sure that what we are doing and how we are functioning is grounded within the Scripture. It says in verse 18, now let's look at the state of the world and let's look at what happens if we preach the gospel. If someone hears the gospel message, they are accountable to what they hear. But we are also accountable as uh, servants of Yehovah to the words we receive, just like Jonah was accountable to the prophetic word. Take this word to Nineveh. Well, I don't know if I really like those people. You know, those, they're, they're pretty horrible people, man. They, they skin people, cut people's heads off, make whole big pyramids uh, at the entrance gates to towns and cities, you know, that they have conquered. They are evil people. They made furniture out of human skin. These are evil people. And Jonah gets the word. That's who I want you to go. You go tell them that if you don't repent, you know, I'm going to destroy every single one of you. 
And, you know, Jonah knew that if he was going to deliver that word, it was going to be powerful. And that the Elohim's real plan was to deliver them. Well, you might be thinking, you know, you might, I, well, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, but, you know, there's some people out there, I don't want to get saved. They, they've done things that are too bad. They've done things that uh, I don't like, I don't agree with, I don't want to associate with that type of person. But what happens if the Father calls you to go to that type of person and minister the word? So the wrath of Elohim is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. So what we're coming into, we're recognizing, you know, as believers in Yeshua, you've got to recognize, you know, people are blind. They're without a savior. They need the truth. Are we willing to lay our lives down to take the gospel of the kingdom to this generation? So what do you mean they suppress the truth with their wickedness? What, what do you mean? It says, since what may be known about Elohim is plain to them, because Elohim has made it plain to them. Now just picture this. You know, what's the father saying? He says, listen, the very fact that you're alive, the very fact that you are body, spirit, and soul, the very fact that you walk around in this world, creation is calling out. Creation is speaking. Everything is speaking. You, you know, your eyeball is so profound that generations of medical specialists can't even understand the fullness of it. We haven't even got a hang of the, of the brain to the highest level, you know? <laughs> Since what may be known about Elohim is plain to them, because Elohim has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, Elohim's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made, so that men are without excuse. Hallelujah. They're without excuse. That's why we can preach the gospel unashamedly and with boldness and, and challenge people. You know, where do you think you came from? You know, you think you're just a fried egg uh, lying on some beach in Africa uh, and, and a bunch of cells that came together somehow and then all of a sudden we have the human race. Well, that takes a lot more faith than believing in Yeshua when we have uh, a God who has given us His uh, his testimony. You know, we have a first-hand account. You know, you read the testimony of creation. You know, who is man to argue with a first-hand account from Yehovah himself? Hallelujah. Verse 21. For although they knew Elohim, they ne neither glorified him as Elohim or gave thanks to him. But their thanks... Get, uh, but their... But... Their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. And, you know, what happens to people who hear the word, who see, who, who have their conscience speak to them and say, you've got a hole in your heart, there's something missing. And, it, you know, you're created to worship. But if you're not worshiping Yahweh, you will be worshiping and serving something else. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of immortal Elohim, immortal God, for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. You know, how can we, when we see the, the beauty of a risen God, of Yeshua, when we see the amazing creation you know people are out there worshiping nature you know here in israel i go i walk down the beaches and you know you've got you know some of these funny people sitting cross-legged and doing their yoga positions as the sun is setting and and others meditating to you know the god of the sea the the god of the sun and all sorts of crazy things uh you see as you're 
walking down the beach in uh, the evenings, just at the time of uh, of the sun setting. You know, what's happening to these people? You know, they are more excited about the images made by man or animals or reptiles or, or you know, or created things instead of the creator themselves. Therefore, and this is what's so important, Elohim gave them over to their sinful desires um, for the simple the, the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity and the degrading of their bodies with one another so what's happening because you refuse to believe in yeshua you refuse the gospel you will be judged by Elohim. And how, what, you know, what type of judgment are you going to receive? And some people are like, oh man, I, I kind of like that judgment, you know? You know, uh, get my life given over to the flesh and sexual impurity and the sinful desires. But, you know, these things don't lead us to a good life. You know, these things lead us to destruction. This is judgment that's coming forth. And, you know, we see the judgment of Yahovah. Look at the judgment uh, of uh, what's going on in, the, in the, the sexual realm here in the land of Israel. And, you know, look at your nation, wherever, whatever nation you're from. This sexual revolution that's been going on has been going on for, uh, you know, uh, for, for decades, you know. And then what does it say next? They exchange the truth of Elohim for a lie and they worship and serve created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, Elohim, here's the word again, gave them over. So because still... They're not repenting. Still, they're worshipping created things rather than the Creator. And, you know, we, we saw the, the whole movement in the, the 60s of, uh, you know, uh, all, all the hippie days and uh, free sex and drugs and all of that. And then he says, I'm going to give them over Again, he gave them over. So he gave them over to the sinful desires. In verse 24, 26, he gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their woman exchanged natural relations with unnatural ones. In the same way, men also abandoned natural relations with woman and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed indecent acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their perversion. So, you know, what are we seeing? We're seeing that the Father has stages where He's giving them over. We see Sodom and Gomorrah. He's giving them over. He's giving them over. Uh, you know, they thought they were wise in their eyes. Now they're becoming foolish. Now they're being caught up and tangled in uh, demonic uh, uh, principalities and you know just being totally lost in the plan of Hasatan and that's why we've got to bring the gospel of the kingdom and you know to proclaim this is the time to repent this is the time to get our hearts right so we've seen the lesbian homosexual movement look at where we're at today you know we have denominations uh, you know that are openly gay you know, you can come to our denomination, you can be living, a man living with a man, you can be in leadership, you could preach, you can, all of this, you know, you can be a woman married to another woman, now, oh, it's all great. No, it's not great. It's sin, and it's judgment, and to see our nations go into this level of judgment. Watch out. Where are we heading to? Furthermore, verse 28, since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of Elohim, he gave them over to a deprived mind to do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. You know, what is this talking about? And, you know, we start seeing the breakdown of all of this. Every kind of... Of wickedness. Now we're just going to complete all our wickedness. Well, you know, I don't, I don't want to be a man 
So I'm just going to be gender neutral or, or, you know, or how, how do you see yourself? You know, you know, are, are you a woman? Are you a man? Let, let the children decide, you know, what their gender is, all this crazy stuff. And, you know, we are seeing this revolution take place. We are seeing this judgment happen right here. You know, we've got homosexuals that can now get married in the land of Israel. We, you know, you can be a gay couple and adopt children in Israel now. Are you kidding me? Is that happening? It's happening in many nations all over the world. So what, what's he basically saying? He's giving them over to a deprived mind to do what ought not to be done. Everything that should not be done. All kinds of wickedness, evil, greed, depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, boastful. They, they invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They are senseless, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Although they knew Elohim's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but they also approve of those who practice them. And the reason why I wanted to share this word today, I didn't want us to look at the, oh yeah, you know, I identify, I see that, that's happening in my nation. Oh yeah, that's here right now. Oh, I'm glad I'm not one of them. I'm glad I'm not a homosexual. I'm glad I'm not held over to a deprived mind involved in those shameful acts of, of what we see, this foreign worship and, you know, so why have I read this? I've read this that we will get to this place where we understand the anchor of what has been said within this chapter of Romans chapter 1. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of Elohim for salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Goyim, to the nations. For in the gospel a righteousness of Elohim is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Oh, if there's ever a day for us to have a message to take to this generation, if there's ever a day that we need to speak out, you know, we are seeing the dark getting darker, but let me tell you something, it's time for the body of Messiah to rise up. We need to shine our light for the gospel of the kingdom and minister into this brokenness. Well, I can't speak to that person because I don't like their sin. Listen, you can hate their sin, but do you love the individual? How are we going to respond with the gospel of the kingdom? You know, what if? <laughs> Not what if. But you know what the Father's going to do? He's going to bring transformation to the very people you might not like. You wouldn't want to spend your time with. You would think they're disgusting. All of a sudden, they're getting saved. They're coming to the knowledge of Yeshua, the Messiah. And the Father's going to raise them up, purified in His righteousness, restored by faith in Messiah, miraculously transformed. The power of the gospel of the kingdom bringing transformation to their lives. It's going to be a beautiful picture. It's not going to be the picture that you might want to see, but you, you know, I don't know where you've come from. Maybe you've come from pain, brokenness, and deprived mind, and all of these horrible acts and judgment. Maybe you've come from that place of being judged because of your sin, and you've repented, you've received Yeshua. Then we need to take the message to this generation, take the message to that which is broken. And what does that picture look like? When we have been redeemed, you'll see a lot of tears. To him who has forgiven much, will love much. And we'll see the love of Yehovah pouring out of those who have been broken. It's time for us to love the brokenhearted. It's time for us to minister to those who are broken. It says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, Fight the good fight of faith. And this is my call today, that we wake up and fight 
the good fight of faith, that we will pray, Father, raise up a mission agency that will send people into the nation to preach the gospel. Let us invest together in making a difference for the gospel of the kingdom. And this is what we see in the scripture. You know, the Father called the people to come together. One will send a thousand to flight, two ten thousand. We're not called to be isolated islands, but we're called to minister the gospel of the kingdom together. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Don't hide your faith. Share your faith with others. Let people know this is the decision I've made. This is who I am. I'm a new creation. Hallelujah. I charge you in the presence of Elohim. I'm reading 1 Timothy chapter 6. I charge you in the presence of Elohim, who gives life to all things, and to Messiah Yeshua, who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession to keep the commandment Un, uh, uh, unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of the Lord Yeshua the Messiah, which he will display at the proper time. He who is blessed and only, uh, and only sovereign, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who alone is immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, hallelujah, whom no one has ever seen or can see, to him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, my desire is that you will burn in our hearts a desire to be effective for the gospel of the kingdom. Father, that you will bring us together to make a difference. Father, that we will be able to send, that we will be able to identify, pray, cover, support, encourage, help people in their journey to be effective in the kingdom, that we will not walk alone, that we won't go out alone, but we will go out as the body of Messiah to minister to the brokenhearted, to minister to those who, Father, you have given over to their sinful desires. Father, we stand in the gap because, uh, you know, for the unrighteous, we stand in the gap for the sinners because we know that before, uh, you know, you didn't, you didn't die for us because we were pure. You died when we were yet sinners. And Father, we want to take the message of the gospel of the kingdom to this generation. It is time for us to stand up and be effective in the gospel of the kingdom. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged as I've just shared uh, a little bit from this portion of the word. So pray. Uh, stand with me. Let's pray that the Father will bless the ministry and the work. If you want to give to the ministry, you can do that. Bulldozerfaith.com forward slash give. Uh, or just go on the website, bulldozerfaith.com. You'll see the giving section. There's all different ways that people can give. If you already give to the ministry, thank you for supporting the work that we do. You know, you are part of this. We are partnering for the gospel. If you don't have resources, we want to freely give. We do not do what we do to raise money for ourselves. We do what we do to have resources for the purpose of the kingdom. So if you do not have, we are here to stand with you. Pray with us. You know, silver and gold I might not have, but what I have I give unto you. In the name of Yeshua of Nazareth, let that be our example. That we don't, it's not about money. You know, we can leave without person, without money and be effective for the gospel. I understand that. But I believe as a ministry, we are also called to have a training center, to broadcast, to minister, to equip, to write, to publish, to do all of these things so we can have materials and things that will be a blessing to make a difference for the kingdom. If you've got a testimony you want to share, or the Father's blessed you through the ministry, you want to share it, you can email me, Kenny, at bulldozerfaith.com. I'd love to hear from you and what the Father is, uh, is saying to you and, and how you have been blessed and encouraged through Bulldozer Faith. Thanks for watching. Until tomorrow, shalom, shalom.